excited to be with you. We're, we're looking forward to this time to encourage you. We just want you to share your comments and your thoughts as we go through this service today. Share those on Facebook Live. Give us a thumbs up, a hug. I also want to encourage you to share this. Go ahead and share it on your Facebook feed. Copy the link. Send it in a text to your friends. Let's get the word out that we're live, and we're going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ via the Internet. And so share this as much as possible. Invite your friends. Hey, maybe start a watch party on Facebook. Nonetheless, we're excited to be here. It's a joy to be speaking to you this morning. I've asked my wife, Lynn, to start us off this morning in prayer. So I'm going to ask her to come and go ahead and get us started with prayer. Lynn? Good morning, River family. We're so glad to see you this morning, and we are looking forward to just coming into your homes today. I want to start us with Isaiah 26, verse 3. It says, You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. So trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And so that's what I just want us to proclaim today, is that he is our peace, and we can trust in him. So um, I'm going to give you time during Ty's message. You can post your prayer request, and I'll come back at the end and pray over those requests for you. Um, but let's just open up with a word of prayer. So join hands with your family that's over, or don't join hands, but bump elbows, whatever it is you want to do. Um, but let's just go before the Lord, and let's bombard heaven with the prayers of his people. God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this time that we can worship you, um, that we can lay ourselves before you and trust in you. I pray that every person who's watching would understand that you are real, Lord, that they can come to you in their times of need, that they can trust in you, Father. So God, I pray that that every person that listens to the word of God today would be changed, Father, that our hearts would be drawn towards you, that we would um, lift up your name and praise you in the midst of our circumstances. So God, we thank you for today. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for trust, the trust that we can have in you. God, I pray for Pastor Tyson as he brings the word today, that it would be straight from your throne room, Father. We love you so much, and we praise you in your name. Amen. Again, go ahead and post your prayer requests on the bottom in the comments section, and I will pray over those at the end of service. All right, thanks, Lynn. We appreciate that. We appreciate you posting your prayers in the Facebook chat with this video so that at the end she can come back and she can pray over those. And we look forward to the opportunity to agree with you in prayer and stand in faith believing that God's going to answer those prayers. Well, today we're going to talk about faith under pressure. I can't think of really a whole lot else that we're experiencing right now than pressure, right? The things that we said, I said Tuesday night in our Facebook Live message was that it's just weird right now. Everything just is kind of odd, and, and this is new for all of us, and maybe there's a lot of pressure, right? There's a lot of pressure, you know, oh no, do we have enough toilet paper, <laughs> or whatever it might be. It, there's a lot of pressure um, to do the right thing, to say the right thing, 
And so we want to talk about faith under pressure. And I can't think of a better verse than 2 Thessalonians 1.4. In 2 Thessalonians 1.4, Paul says this to the church in Thessalonica. He says, therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. Wow, Paul says that he, he boasts, that he brags about the church in Thessalonica, that he brags to other churches about how well they're doing and how they're holding up under the pressure, how they're holding up under trials, and they're standing up under the persecution, that they continue to persist, and they continue to have faith despite the circumstances. And if you're watching this morning, I know that's you. I know that's me, I know that's my wife, and I know that's several people in the river, is that they are standing up under the persecution and the trials and the pressure with faith. Now, what is this word faith? Well, this morning we're going to pull out three words out of this verse. Faith is the first one, and then we'll pull out two more, and I think you'll see real clearly how they all just kind of combine and weave together to speak to the situation that we're in today. The word faith is the Greek word pistis, and it literally means an unwavering conviction or something being true. In other words, there is no doubt that it's true. I know that it's true. You can't change my mind that it's true. It's an unwavering conviction about something. Well, what does that mean to be unwavering? What does unwavering mean? It means that I don't blow back and forth with the wind of my emotion. I don't blow back and forth with the wind and the wave of, oh, COVID is this and COVID is that. But I find out what's true and I stick with it and I stay the course. I maintain balance in this topsy-turvy, crazy world that I have faith in God knowing that God is going to come through because he's always come through. The Bible tells us in Romans 4.19 that my God will supply all of my needs. That means that God is a provider. We're in a time and a day right now where we need God to provide. We need God to provide supernaturally. You know, one of the things that comes to mind I, I, as I think about this, Lynn and I went out and we, we were getting some things for shut-ins, for people that were shut in and they couldn't get out. And we, we stopped at a store. And we st as we stopped at the store, we got some things for the shut-in. A miracle happened, literally. I mean, in my mind, it was a miracle. And it was this. It's that as we were checking out, the store manager says, you're, you're a pastor, right? I've seen you on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. She says, we've got rolls of toilet paper in the back that we haven't set out on the shelf yet. So we, we're just going to give you, we're going to give you a, some supply of toilet paper that hasn't been out on the shelf yet. Um, okay. Thank you, God, right? Thank you, God. In fact, that's happened twice in the last week. So God provides. God provides. And people of faith that are unwavering, that know what's true, they don't panic because they know God's going to provide according to Romans 4.19. They believe that they're an overcomer according to Romans 8.37. In all these things, we are more than overcomers. In, in how many things? Some things? No. Romans 8.37 says, in all things. 
So if you can name it, you can be more than an overcomer in all things. You can overcome the situation. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. It says, God is our protection and our strength. God is our protection in this situation. And so the Bible says so many more things about what God is for us. If we just stand in faith, believing scripture. And so God is a provider. God causes us to overcome. God is, a prote- is our protection. Faith that is solid and moved, unmoved and knows that God is there for us and that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. A faith that knows that is a faith that can be forward-thinking, is a faith that can be resolute. It has nothing to fear because its hope and its, its rest is in Scripture. It's in God. We're not impacted by fear. You see, fear, when I operate in fear, fear says I've got to play it safe, and I have to get what's mine, and I have to protect me. But a mindset that's operating in faith says God will provide for me. God will watch over me. God will protect my family. God will surround me with angels to watch over, to guide me, and to protect me. As the Bible says, I don't have any reason to be afraid. In fact, Hebrews 11.3 talks about God and the supremacy of God. In Hebrews 11.3, the writer says this. He says, by faith, that unwavering conviction. So by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen is not made out of what is visible. He says, by faith, we understand that the universe, and I'm just going to pause on that word universe. The word universe is not the Greek word cosmos, which is where we get this idea of planets and stars and solar system. If the writer of Hebrews was going to say, we understand that the universe, the cosmos was made, the planets, etc., was made, he should have used the word cosmos there. But he didn't say that. He says the Greek word eons, the Greek word for expanded time. By faith, we understand that time, time was formed at God's command. And this word eons also carries the idea that there are, there are periods of time. And so that the writer of Hebrews is saying that God has commanded that there be periods of time throughout history for certain things. He, he's created guardrails, right? He creates, look at the world around us. There are guardrails all around us, right? The river has banks to him and in. Now, occasionally it flows over, but it always goes right back the ocean the same way. God has created guidelines, right? He he even did it with Job. With Job, when Satan went to God to test Job, he says, have you considered Job? And God said, you can do anything to Job that you want, but you can't touch him. He He put guardrails in place to protect him, to protect him. And so what I want to say is is that whatever we're going through, whatever we're experiencing, you need to know that God has looked through time, the time that he created, the eons that he created, and he said, listen, there are boundaries to this thing. I will not let it run rampant. I will not let it overcome humanity. I will not let it overthrow time. I'm in charge. I'm I'm in control. And so how much more can we have faith? How much more faith can we possibly have? 
in knowing that God has put boundaries on things, that God says, I'm going to provide for you, that God says, I'm your overcomer, that I'm your protection. I'm putting boundaries around things because he loves us. And so if we well up with that kind of faith, we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is no need to panic. There is no need for fear, but we can stand in the presence and the glory of God and say, God, thank you for surrounding me with boundaries, for protection, and so on. The second word that I want to pull out of this verse, out of 2 Thessalonians 1.4, is the word trials. It's the Greek word flipsis. It means that suddenly, without warning, here's this thing you have to deal with. He goes, I know that by unwavering conviction, you've been standing up under these trials, right? You've been you've been suddenly there's been this trial and this persecution there it, it paints a picture this word trial if you lived back in that time you would immediately what would immediately come to mind would be you laying on your back and there being a boulder on your chest and the boulder would begin to put pressure on your chest slowly like with a big rope and you'd be laying there, and it would slowly lower until it literally crushed your lungs. I mean, what a description for what we're facing today with COVID-19. The word trial means to be suddenly, without warning, you're placed under this boulder, and it's slowly pressing on your chest until it crushes your chest, and you can no longer breathe. And he said that their faith, despite the pressure was propelling them forward, that despite their circumstances and what they faced and the pressure that they were feeling, they were pushing forward. And he commends them, he goes, listen, I brag about your faith. I wonder if our neighbors can say, man, I look at that household and their faith is resolute. Their faith is unwavering despite what they're facing. Despite the pressure, they stand up under pressure. They stand up under trial, right? Paul commends them for their faith. And then he says something else. He uses a third, the third and final word that we're going to look at today. He says, you are enduring or you endure. The word endure means to be able to put up with, to be able to bear up under, that despite the pressure, you're moving forward in faith and you're bearing up under the pressure, that you're able to withstand the pressure. This word is used for people who face the trial, but don't play the victim. They're, they don't consider themselves a victim. In fact, they, had a, they have an attitude of fortitude. Someone who endures is not a person who's playing the victim. They're playing the victor, despite what it looks like around them. Is that you? I pray that it is. I pray that we don't play the victim, but we play the victor in the circumstance that we endure. We have an attitude of fortitude, and we resist the negative forces. We resist the negative thoughts, the anxious thoughts, the worrisome thoughts that may try to plague our minds. We say, no, 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 no. You don't understand because my word and my God says that I'm protected, that he's going to provide, that I'm going to be okay, that he's going to watch over me and protect me. And so when the trial and the pressure begin to come, I can bear up under it through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
You see, people of faith and troublesome times have a mindset not of poverty, but a mindset of wealth. Now, let me explain the difference between the two. A mindset of poverty says there's only so much, and I have to get mine. There's only so much to go around, so I have to go get mine. I have to get mine right now because I don't know if there's going to be enough. But an attitude and a mindset of wealth says, you know what? There is plenty. I'm going to be generous. And if we truly believe that our Father created the entire universe, if we truly believe that he created the eons of time and looked through them and said, you know what? COVID-19 is going to hit. I'm going to provide for my children. Just like he provided toilet paper for our, for our family, I don't have to go out and go to some supermarket and get in a fist fight over toilet paper because I have to get mine. The one thing that this pandemic has shown me is how many of us truly live with a poverty mindset. I have to get mine. I have to get mine. And how many of us truly live without a mindset of faith and wealth to say, you know what? God's going to provide. He owns everything. He knows what I have need of before I even know I have need of it. The Bible says his eyes on the sparrow and that he cares for me more than he cares for the birds. And yet when I look out the window, when I'm trapped in my house, I look out the window, I see the birds flying around. They're not worried. They're building nests, right? They're doing what they do in the springtime. And he's providing for them. How much more is he going to love and provide for me? So in this time, my job is to have an attitude of fortitude, to not play the victim and say, you know what? You need toilet paper. I'm going to give you some toilet paper. Why? Because I'm not afraid. Because I know that God's going to provide. My job is to love and to care for others and be a person of faith, to be a shining light in the darkness for others, and to lean and press in to the Holy Spirit during this time. I want to leave you with this thought. And after I'm done, I'm going to post a PDF document in the comments of this video. And they'll have discussion questions. You can discuss them with your family. Or if you have friends over, you can discuss them with your friends. And feel free to, to carry on the conversation throughout the week or throughout uh, today as well. But I want to leave you with this thought. So I ventured outside my house where we have pine trees. And I've got this pine cone. And... Something interesting with pine cones, especially, uh, I believe it's called um, the jack pine out west. You see, when the forest fires come in and they begin to devour a forest, these pine cones fall off the tree. Now, this is not a jack pine pine cone, but it represents one. And so it falls. And what happens, the pressure from the fire causes it to open up and give the seeds that are lying inside each one of these little wedges. It gives the seeds, it, and those seeds then grow and replenish the forest. The pressure causes them to give because they know that they have what it takes because they came from a bigger source and a higher source. And so if you say that you follow Christ and you say you're a Christian I would encourage you, you came from a bigger and more powerful source, and you have inside of you the ability to give and the ability to love without the poverty mindset to say, I've got to get what's mine. So I want to encourage you to walk in faith, to stand up under the pressure, and to give during this time, to give of yourself, to give to your neighbors, to your shut-ins, to love others, and to know that God is your provider, your overcomer. He's your protection. 
and to know also that he has created the eons of time, that he's put boundaries in place. That word eon means that he's put boundaries in place in segments of time throughout human history that things should start and things should stop. And there's going to be a stop to the COVID-19. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Hang on just a few more minutes. Lynn's going to come back and pray. And she's going to pray with, uh, pray with you. And she's going to have some prayer requests. So at this time, Lynn, would you come on back and pray with us as we wrap this up? Hey, friends. I know that many of you are at home right now and struggling with the um, live streaming. Um, we have had some internet difficulties um, during this um, Facebook Live, so gotta love internet, right? Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and pray and um, keep it short, and then I will go live later and um, you can add in your prayer requests. So God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this time where we can worship you and where we can love you, God. I pray that you would just um, refresh our souls, draw us close to you. We thank you that your presence is here, Father, and that um, in every home, in every city, in every country, God, that there are those right now that are um, loving you and serving you. So, God, we give you today and ask that you would fill us up to overflowing. We love you and we praise you. In your name, amen. All right, I just want to remind you folks of a few things. Um, first off, we, we are giving back for Lapel. If you want to sign up there and volunteer for the food pantry to run groceries out to people's cars, you can do that at uh, for Lapel Facebook page. Also, I want to remind you that you can continue to give. The work of the church still goes on in supporting our missionaries and, again, caring for those in need. We've been able to deliver food to shut-ins and so on. You can do that at theriverlapel.com in the upper right corner it says give and you can continue to give online i want you to know that we're praying for you if you need anything in the coming weeks feel free to reach out and we'll be live again on tuesday evening at 8:30 for devotion and prayer thank you